Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the No Grow Show podcast, a podcast for Southside Youth Ministries. How you doing, fam? You doing well this morning? Today, we've got Spud Bat, the legend, on deck. Spud, I, I, how you doing? I'm doing good. I almost broke your rule immediately when the music started. I was breathing directly in the mic. <laughs> so I don't know. I can edit that out. Directly. I don't know. No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> okay. But guys, this is the No Grow Show podcast where we just, on Fridays, we just love to do a testimony of either a student or a leader. And here's the deal. is not a lot of people know Spud. A lot of people think that your first name is Spud. I have the multiple times I've been asked, why is his name a potato? It's in, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So explain explain so, that real quick. For the people at home, your real name is Spencer. My real name's Spencer. Spud is my nickname for the last twenty two years of my life and I am twenty two years old. And when I was born, I was in an odd shape. Apparently, I was in an odd shape and it resembled the shape of a potato, which so, of course, my dad made fun of me from right off the bat, right as I was born. He started making (laughs) jokes about me. A true father. Uh, So, yeah, he just started calling me Spud. I don't know how it stuck. I don't know what miracle, what kind of miracle that was. But, yeah, my nickname Spud now (laughs) and it has been for the last 22 years. I don't love it. Like, but it's just what everybody knows me as. I'm too far into it now. If I wanted this done, I should have done it. I want. If I wanted this nickname out of my life, I should have done it when I was like seven. Yep, it's, it's I'm too, too far, far into too it now. It's gonna be on my gravestone. It's gonna be on it everything. Is. Most people know you by Spud. There was a yeah. there was a kid in uh, um, in college, and we called his his nickname was Muffin. <laughs> it, it was to the point, and we had called him Muffin forever. Well, if you say forever, I mean he was in school for four years. But uh, we, at, and when he was graduating, I literally had questions of people looking at me going, like, I was sitting there at the front desk, because I just talked to everybody, and, and the front desk woman was working through the list of graduates, and she's like, Ryan Waterman? <laughs> Who's Ryan Waterman? I don't know Ryan Waterman. I'm like, you don't know Ryan? You know Ryan. It's Muffin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you Muffin. kidding me? I thought Muffin was his real name. <sighs> Same oh, thing. Oh man, I'm not sure. I'm kind of split on muffin because one, I mean muffins are good. Like that's kind of just like a a nice little nickname. But two, like, was did he have a muffin top? That's what I think of. Was he fat? Was, no, he he was a skinny man. He was he's a scrawny boy. He's good then. He was a, he was a good dude. It wouldn't be such a good nickname if he was a little heavier set. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been sad. Yeah, guys, we are going to interview Sped Sponsor Bet Sponsor Spencer Bet. <laughs> Spud, you are a leader of? The Junior Boys. Luke and I lead a group of junior guys. And I think, well, we have junior guys and one fifth grader. His name's Titan, <laughs> and he's awesome. Um, but, yeah, we have a lot of students split between Ferris and LC. And then we have another student who goes to, um, there, it's a valley. It's a valley. Alden. Where does he? It's not East Valley. It's West Valley. West yeah, West Valley. valley. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we have another student who goes to some tech school. And so, yeah, we're, we're split all around Spokane really, but it's a good group of about, you know, 10 to upwards of like 14, maybe 14 yeah, You guys boys. have the, almost the biggest small group in youth ministry right now. Yeah. And we're, you know, it's been, they're very consistent. And so it's been pretty big for 
a long time, and so we just want them to make it bigger. We're encouraging them to invite more students and just let's go make it bigger, but also just make sure that when it gets big and there's new students that come in, that they are that it's you know all about Jesus. It's not just about you know numbers and quotas. Yeah, because we do set quotas for our students. We do set quotas. <laughs> we have sales. Yeah. Sales goals and, and representatives and we need to make sure we hit those numbers. Yeah. Um what so what got you into leading at Southside oh, Youth Group? Man. Well, I was a student. I was a student from like eighth grade all the way up to senior year. And I just I love the youth ministry. And at first when I joined the youth ministry as a student, I didn't have any intention of seeking out Jesus or and I just didn't know really who he was or how much he loved me. Um and then as I just became more and more available to youth group events and just consistently coming every night. Um, It was just more and more God kind of showing me just year after year how much he loved me and how much he wanted a relationship with me. And so I think towards the end of the senior year, I made it, I I made a pretty, uh, I was pretty committed to my relationship with Jesus and I just love the youth ministry. And so I just, wanted to volunteer and so I'm pretty sure right after I was done being a student I asked you if I could be a leader and yeah yeah and you you were when did you get involved in youth group like when I was a student yeah so I got involved with youth group in the I think it was in the eighth grade my buddy Travis invited me we both went to chase yeah goodness gracious legend yeah he invited me um and I was I was like, yeah, all right, that sounds fun. Like, I it was just for it to be fun, and it is fun, of course. Um, it's even more fun when you, when you know Jesus. Um, but I just knew there were games. There was my, there were my friends there. There was food, and yeah, just something to to take up my time that wasn't homework on a Monday night. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Um, but I really didn't start getting truly involved until maybe like my freshman or so- I think my sophomore year when I went to like Fundango and then that summer I did Beyond. And yeah, even even uh, my first couple years going to youth group, I wasn't committed at all. I was, oh man, I was so lost. I was just a lost kid and <laughs> just not having any idea where I was going. But well, tell us about that. Tell us about how you came to Jesus. Yeah, so... I grew up in a family where um, we we all knew there was a God, and we all knew his name was Jesus, um, but it was very surface level, and we it was we only had the idea that it had to be surface level. Um, we didn't know that you know Jesus wants us to give our everything to him. He wants us to to have our whole lives and to really just take control of our lives for 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 our own good. Um, and so that was my belief system for a long time. Didn't, never really went to church except for like one Easter, I think I remember. Um, and then, yeah, like eighth, eighth grade, it really just started from my buddy Travis inviting me to youth group. And like I said, I just had no intention of seeking out Jesus. And, um, but I just kept coming and because everybody was really nice to me. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't have the best friend group at that time. They were getting into some bad influences and just kind of going down a road of, um, just kind of addiction and substance use 
at a young age too. And like their parents were totally like had no supervision on them. <laughs> and so, yeah. and I knew it was wrong. I never got involved in any of it. I didn't like, it's, it wasn't because like, Oh, Jesus doesn't approve of these things. He wouldn't want me to do these things. It was just, I just kind of knew it was wrong in my own heart. Um, cause my parents had told me not to do that stuff. So I didn't, um, and so, yeah, the first couple of years of me going to youth group, I, I was just, I was, I was, I don't even know why I thought I was so cool. I was just short <laughs> kid, just, just such a punk. And you were adorable. And, oh, I, if you knew who I was, I was not adorable. I was a monster and I was tiny. I don't know what made me build up like any sort of ego, but I was just a punk kid and I was, I was like really lost. I, I would just follow whatever thing I thought was cool, whatever thing I thought would get me more friends or make me more popular. And, um, yeah. And so that kind of continued. And then my relationship with my friends who weren't very good influences just kind of deteriorated and fizzled out and I just stopped hanging out with them. So there was a little bit of time. I just, you know, didn't really do much. And then, yeah, my, my buddies at youth group who were always consistent, always there, always respectful when they were there and seeking out Jesus, like Travis and my, my buddy Jackson and Big Al. Um, Big Al. Yeah. Um, you know, I just started hanging out with them. They were very welcoming and always very kind. And I think what drew me to them was exactly that. They were just really kind and they represented Jesus, I think, very well, and it just drew me to them, and I, so I just started hanging out with them and just, you know, having more fun than I did with the other people I was hanging out with, and yeah, just kept coming to the youth group. They kept encouraging me to come, and you know, my my leaders really invested in me. I, my One of my leaders was Corey Tuttle, and he was just awesome. Oh, Corey um, Tuttle. Oh, my and, heart. Oh, my gosh. Goodness I, gracious. And yeah, when I was younger, I was so, like, disrespectful to him. I felt I had to apologize to him after like after so many years. I was I was really just a punk, lost, disrespectful kid. And one of my favorite memories of Corey Tuttle is when you guys took a picture of him at Beyond. Oh my gosh, what an what an experience! The the Biff and oh my god, he was first first time user, and so he decided to have a seat on the ground. Uh, You guys took a picture when he stood up. But boy, was there a ring around that yep. Rosie? That uh, <laughs> he did not. That did not escape him for the rest of our. No, I found it when you guys graduated and you you did your senior. We did senior photos, and I just kind of. I wonder who has that still. Jackson probably. Jackson's got to have. It. I might have even it have it on ar- my phone. I might oh, have it in an archive somewhere in the deep in the <laughs> youth group archives. <laughs> but yeah, it was events like those, like Fundango and Beyond Malibu, that really just challenged me to take my faith further and actually commit to a relationship with God. I, I started to realize it wasn't just surface level, but Jesus wants us um, to give everything to him. Um, and so I think the moment that really took off was, I think beyond Malibu, we were going into our junior year and it was my first year. I was still super tiny. And so, and I was just not in good shape to do that, um, kind of hike, but it was really good and really challenging for me. But the first night, one of our guides shared his testimony and it was like, just unbelievable, like to me, what God had done in uh, in his life. And so after that, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I would, I was like, I like repented right there and was like, I'm officially like turning and following Jesus. But it was really like helped me to understand truly who Jesus was and how much he loves us. And 
the real like sacrifice he made for us just helped me to realize how much he cares for us. And so that whole week was super challenging and I had to really rely on God to just not only get me up and down the mountain safely, but to do it with a good attitude and with the, you know, chance of having even a little bit of fun. And so that whole week was super challenging. It wasn't, it, it could have, it wasn't encouraging. I just didn't want to receive the encouragement. <laughs> I remember when I got off the mountain, I was like, I'm never doing that again. But then a couple of weeks That's later, literally I was like, yeah, everyone's I response. For, oh, beyond, it was, for those of you who don't know, beyond Malibu is when we go up to British Columbia and we go hiking in the mountains. It's four days up a mountain, two days down. You go above Alpine, which means the trees stop growing because you're too high up a mountain. And you are wiping with rocks and sticks. You're eating out of a cup and you are, uh, you know, making sure you're packing all of your gear. Your that means tent, everything. It is extremely physically demanding and I think emotionally and mentally demanding. Yeah. And it, but it is also one of the most powerful, uh, events that I think we've done at Southside Youth Group because yeah. of how it strips away all of what you thought were needs and it shows you what really are your needs. And you actually have to depend on the Lord to uh, make it through the day. And yeah. I really love that. I love that. Yeah. And so that shout out Young Life Beyond Malibu. That that whole week was just super challenging. And I, you know, you share your testimony when you're up there, and I'd never really been like, vulnerable at all or even like just like told people what I was like feeling or what I was going through what I was struggling with and just the support that I felt when I was giving that and you know you could I I really just felt the love of Jesus through the people who were around me on that trip and you know just throughout youth group from my friends and my leaders um I had I had told them like I've never really read my bible um and that was in my going into my junior year in high school, I yeah, I told them I never really read my Bible. The only time I really did was during youth group, and when I when we were reading the Bible, I wasn't really paying attention or making or taking it very serious. And so, I mean, right then, my leader Corey was like, "Well, let's let's set something up right now. Let's do like Tuesday nights at my apartment," and and we did for a long time. And so, um, yeah, I just before that trip, I just did not know truly who Jesus was and how much He cares for us. I also didn't think I was, I thought you had to like be good enough to know who Jesus was. And I knew I wasn't, but I just didn't know Jesus just takes us where we are and wants us where we are and wants to transform us and make us more like him. And so, yeah, that, that trip was huge for my faith. I think I got baptized later that summer, uh, in the old youth center. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't perfect. My relationship with Jesus wasn't like perfect right after that. Um, it still took a lot of growth and there were still a lot of things I had to work on, which is, was also something I had to realize that not everything's going to change immediately. Things aren't going to get any easier right off the bat when you commit your life to Jesus. Um, but that's all just part of how Jesus works and how he wants to grow us to be more like him. And so, yeah, that just continued. And yeah, it was very up and down. My faith was, you know, throughout high school, just because I was still, I, I still wasn't super mature in my faith and I was still up and down, still sometimes very lost. Um, but yeah, that, um, that trip really helped. And then just making myself available to different youth group events was very beneficial and helped me grow my relationship with Jesus. And yeah, now I, I am married to an amazing wife 
and Woo! you know Let's go. life certainly like isn't super easy by any means yeah. but we have a god who really eases our burden for us he does um and I'm just so glad he chose me. I am so glad he <laughs> saved me. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where I would be without him. I certainly w- I love where he has me in this community um, with the wife and the family I have. I love it. And I'm just so glad he saved me from my sins and really revealed to me how much of a sinner I was when I was that kid. And uh, but also how much he loved me and that sacrifice he made for me by mm. by dying for me. And yeah. So what would you say we talk about at Southside that, the, you know, God's word is a double edged sword that pierces between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. And so we talk about fight verses. We talk about those verses. That's the, the verse that's a, a dagger in the boot. Restore your shield. So t- talk to us. Southside wants to know. What is Spud's fight verse? So, oh man, so there's there's a few. One one that's really um, been a fight verse, fight verse for me recently, and I'm completely spacing where it is. But Jesus says, um, "I have said these things to you so you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world." So that the reason why that's my fight verse is because you know my my wife and I went through you know some hard times in, in 2021. I lost my job, and so. Um, having that verse and, and that's God's word to us, right? So, um, having Jesus say that to us, it's just like, makes you feel uh, just kind of like untouchable. Like what bad, what, like what bad things can, can truly happen to you? We have a God who is really good and really cares for us. We just need to have hearts of patience and trust that he will work things out for us. And then, so I really like that verse that really encourages encourages me. And then another verse to go with as Romans eight twenty eight, um, for in all things God works for the good of the for those who love Him. And and that's just another verse where it's like, well, yeah, bad things still do happen, but and it may not make sense to us in the moment. But this whatever's happening in the moment is a trial. It's a challenge, but it will be good for us. And so that is something that's really encouraged me and just focused my my mind on what is right and that is that god loves us and even though bad things happen they will work out for our good mm, that is so good you have the ears of all of Southside youth group and you get to tell them one thing what are they what are you gonna tell them oh man well let's see i i kind of want to tell them you know it, it's not it's not easy being a a, a young christian it's not easy believing what you believe than going to school and telling and people telling you to believe the exact opposite and all the influences that are around you even teachers like administration maybe even family um they might be telling you things that are not just true and i just want to tell everybody just get into the word know what god has to say to you that the bible literally is god's word to us that is his letter to us a lot of people want to over spiritualize christianity and think oh god god whispered in my ear god told me this directly when it's all in the bible everything we need to know is in the bible so it's not easy being a christian especially when you're young but i am so super proud of all of you for because we have so many consistent students that is incredibly encouraging to us leaders um so thank you for your consistency and your availability, Avail- yeah, availability, 
um, because you guys are awesome and just keep it up and keep inviting um, because you guys are all awesome and we are very encouraged by your faith and how you stand up for what you know is is true and that Jesus loves all people um, and so yeah that's just what I want that's I don't know, yeah, that's it's good. That's good, guys. This is the No Grow Show podcast for Southside Youth Group. Guys, thank you, Spud, for sharing all that is on your heart. Thank you. Spilling it all here. Thank you for having me. Spilling the tea. Guys, we love you so much. We're very thankful for just how I love that. If God is with you, that's that Romans 8, right? Who could be against you? Mm-hmm. You are untouchable mm-hmm. in his arms. Not saying bad stuff that's not going to happen, but. The Lord is good. He's good. We love you, fam, and we'll see you next time.